the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. Talking all things financial money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of disasters going on in the world right now. Floods, wildfires. Um, jobs seem to be a bit of a disaster. The pandemic, shall we not forget that one? And what's interesting to note is I tend to think that disasters are a great opportunity because we tend to respond by throwing a lot of money at them. And Wall Street seems to like that. You can even go back to 9-11. Things that might scare some people off from investing should actually be the thing that brings them in. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you today? Great, Mr. Black. How are you? You dealing with all these disasters pretty well, pretty easily? You know, it kind of feels like the typical summer over the last three years. <laughs> yeah, does, <doesn't laughs> Just, you know what I mean? It's what's interesting is yeah, up in the Northwest. This is the first summer in you know, in near the Vancouver, Washington offices, right by Portland, Oregon, where there hasn't really been any smoke because of the wind direction has changed and it's blowing all other areas. So you know, we had a lot of fires the last couple of summers in that area. Um, but yeah, I mean, just be, between changing climates, um, uh, I think we're the next California up in the Northwest. So don't move here, though. There's plenty of people. Yeah, please move up to Portland. Everyone leave California and go (laughs) straight to Portland. What lake do you live on? Clackamas Lake. Now they're going to move to Clackamas Lake. Um, A bit of a joke. (laughs) You fell right for it. Let's talk a little bit about – do you agree with my statement on disasters are actually – get the response of the government to lower interest rates, to send stimulus checks out for the pandemic in situations like that. They've created some really healthy environments for stocks to thrive, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, I mean, it's what I try to teach people. So yesterday I was going through just basic stock market information for somebody that came in. They had inherited a bunch of money um, and they're, they're trying to figure out what to do with it. And their first statement is, I've never been a risk taker. I don't want to take any risk because I know, you know, stocks can be really risky. And I just went through historical returns where when you look at 20-year periods, the market tends to average 10 11%. 70% of the time it's positive, 30% of the time it's negative. And if you can kind of teach yourself to put more cash to work or sell some bonds and buy some stocks after 20% corrections, I just showed the year-over-year returns when we have significant corrections. And, um, you know, I mean, the, the last year was a perfect example, right? I mean, if you would have jumped on opportunities in small cap and, and small cap value and other things in April of last year, you've seen returns of 75 to over 100% in certain areas if you would have bought at the bottom instead of been scared and sold. So as, as long as the money that you have in the stock market, you don't need it for the next three to five years, but train yourself to buy when everybody else is scared because those opportunities only come like every five to seven years when you have those 20% plus corrections. And that's kind of like the buying opportunity for the next seven to 10 years. 
Now, you've sent me some notes for today, and this is a great one to start the show off with after we've pushed past the emergency situations, but the three-legged retirement stool. Um, what I like about this is it kind of deals with me, and as you know, the world revolves around me. I'm starting to head towards <laughs> retirement. The only thing I'm sure of is that Social Security is not going to be enough. Uh, what do I need to know about the three-legged stool for income in retirement? Yeah, and what I put in there is that the three-legged retirement stool needs several several sugar packets because you know I've had I've been doing this for 28 years, Rob, and I've only had three total jobs. Right, I was a bus boy, and then I pumped gas for a while. I was getting my insurance license so I could study, uh, and then this um, and being a bus boy at a is at a truck stop in Troutdale, Oregon, and um, you'd get these tables that would wobble all over the place. So you'd either put sugar packets underneath the table or, or a knife or something to try to balance things out before the next person sat down. And man, is this, this uh, what used to be marketed as the three-legged retirement stool, it is really wobbly. It's really starting to basically tip over because the three-legged stool is Social Security, employer pension, and individual savings and investments. There's really, I, I mean, I rarely run into anybody that has pensions anymore, except for teachers and some of the older companies like Lockheed Martin um, or like, you know, post office and things like that. Firefighters, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, it's very rarely that, the, that corporate America has a pension. In fact, all the time we, we help clients walk them through the notice that they get um, from, let's say they used to work at Johnson and Johnson and they had earned some pension and Johnson and Johnson's like, Hey, we don't want to pay you till as long as you live. Here's an offer of a lump sum that you can roll into an IRA. So we're constantly running the numbers. Is it good to roll it into an IRA and invest it how you want or have guaranteed lifetime income? Um, so most of the companies are trying to get rid of the pensions because people are living longer mm -hmm. and they used to invest in bonds and bonds are paying a third of what they used to pay prior to the Great Recession. So the companies are looking at these as giant liabilities. They don't want them anymore. Then Social Security, you continue to see estimates that you are, unless there is tax increases to fund Social Security, that we're going to see benefit cuts or delayed retirement as a requirement for Social Security by the, by the year 2034. Because it's not like the, the trust fund is exhausted. It's just that Social Security is taking in less money in 2034 than it's paying out. And by the way it's written, it has to cut benefits. And so that tells me that taxes are going to go up. That's why for most of the time when people are under 45, when we're running a retirement plan projection, we don't use Social Security because it's likely going to be replaced by higher taxes. So let's depend on what is now the, the one stool. <laughs> it's like a, a pogo stick, I guess, the individual savings and, and investments. So you, you've got to make retirement up to you. And you just talked about how bonds are part of income and retirement. Bill Gross came out this week and he said some not so nice things about bonds. Um, can we count on bonds? I mean, those are government saving vehicles, uh, highly rated corporation debt. Uh, what do we need to know about the bond market at this point in time? Well, we have historically low yields and historically high duration on most of the bond indexes. Um, okay. So, if we look at the, let's just look at a basic ETF that, you know, people in their 401k, they see like the, the total bond market index funds. Or if you look at Vanguard total bond market ETF, it's the symbol is BND. The current dividend yield is 
It's only about a half a percent more than the S&P 500 dividend yield. So that those bonds aren't paying much more than dividends on stocks, which is why a lot of people have flocked more to stocks. And if we look at the dividend yield of that ETF, you know, prior to the Great Recession, if we look all the way out to like 2000, let's go all the way back to like July of 08, you know, you're in the four and a half percent range. So yields have dropped drastically. So the amount of money that you get on a monthly or quarterly or annual basis from bonds is, is almost half of what it was prior to the Great Recession, which makes retirement more expensive. And the duration is the sensitivity of that mm-hmm. fund to interest rate increases, right? So the current duration is 6.79. That means if the 10-year treasury goes up by 1%, you could see that ETF fall by almost 7%. So the risk return isn't there. Let's talk a little bit bit more about retirement income planning when we come back. You can find me online at Rob Black's show, but more importantly, you can find CFP Chad Burton at chadburton.com. It's B-U-R-T-O-N.com. You can sign up and he will help review your account. That's chadburton.com. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, and I have the honor today of speaking with CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton and I have sort of been married for about 25 years as partners. We have joined with EP Wealth. Today we are talking about income and retirement and a lot of the retirement process because Chad is a CFP, and CFPs have a lot of special special uh, special abilities. <laughs> they have secret powers when it comes to financial planning. <laughs> Oh, it's early. So, Chad, um, let's talk retirement income planning. Um, some some prof- retirement strategy. Some strategy, <laughs> as George W. Bush once said. I miss him. Yeah, we've had he, some characters, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> he, exactly. He made up some pretty funny words. But let's go on to what we do best. So, what? You want to talk retirement income planning? Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I, this show is dedicated to me. <laughs> this is all about me. I'm thinking about <laughs> how do I replace the paycheck with uh, living off the the snide, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for younger people, it's like you know, okay, let's 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 take a look at the idea of passive income and eventually buy enough assets that are kicking off either dividends from stocks or positive cash flow from real estate. And as soon as you have bought enough of those assets that replace your paycheck, then you're good to go as long as you've adjusted for inflation. But you can actually do that with both. Like, you know, stocks, if you look at dividend index, um, for example, VIG, uh, and you know, of course, none of these are recommendations. Always consult a broker advisor before taking any action. But uh, dividend appreciation ETFs are, uh, they're basically funds, you know, so an ETF is just an exchange traded fund. It's a basket of stocks that happens to invest in companies that have a history of raising their dividend. And most of them are usually on an average period of like five to 10 years. So it's not 10% every year, but on average, 
10% over a five to 10 year period. So they might go a year or two without raising their dividend. And all of a sudden, boom, a 20% increase in their dividend. That doesn't mean a 20% increase in return. It means if they're paying a dollar a share as a dividend, once they raise their dividends, a buck 10 a share, right? And so that helps fight inflation because when you retire, you need to realize that, oh, I'm going to need more and more money every year to keep up with inflation. Every year, every 18 years or so, the dollar is cut in half in terms of what it can buy. So my dividends better be going up. Or when it comes to real estate, your income, your net income better be going up with inflation. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's how a lot of younger people kind of look at retirement. You know, it used to be, hey, let's retire at 65 and just, just be done and live off of our cash, our pensions, our Social Security, and some of our investments. Um, now I think a lot of younger people say, no, I'll continue to work. I'll spend a little bit more money on vacations now and putting stuff in the memory bank versus the piggy bank. And maybe I'll work till I'm 70, 75 because I'll probably live till I'm 100. And I'll stop once I have enough real estate and dividend-paying stocks. That's how you know a lot of younger people can look at it. But that's if you're starting really early, right, Rob? Sure. I mean, if we could have gone back in time and said, let's just buy a bunch of dividend achiever stocks when we're super, super young, reinvest those dividends so they buy more shares all the time, and then as soon as we retire, we'll stop reinvesting and we'll live off those dividends. Um, that's what I kind of go back in time and tell my younger self. But right now, people, um, you know, they're they're trying to calculate do they have enough to retire in an environment where it's way more expensive to retire these days than it was even 10, 15 years ago, and especially way more expensive than when I got into the business. Because we have a situation where we have super, super low bond rates, super, super low savings rates, which have stimulated the economy and stimulated the stock market, but it's made it tough on people that need some conservative assets for retirement. So if your bonds are paying a third of what they were, versus when your parents retired, it means you need more money to retire. And it's the same with your cash. Uh, when I got into the business 28 years ago, we could easily on safe money get, you know, five or 6% locked in for five to 10 years. And now it's, you know, don't even go beyond six months and you're getting about a half a percent at places like it, Ally Bank. You know what I mean? It's isn't that crazy? Much more expensive. Yeah. We used to talk about CD ladders. And how you can have a five percent and a five and a quarter and a five and a half on your one, two, three, and the roll the three into the one and the one into the two and the two into the three. And that was a strategy. And now it seems years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Distant memory. And 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 rates are gonna, you know, with this jobs report that came out recently that was a little lower than expected, yet the unemployment rate went down. You know, the question is how soon will the Fed stop buying all these bonds that they're doing to support the prices of bonds. It's an inverse relationship. So the more bonds they're buying, um, the higher the demand, so the lower the rate, right? And so the idea is that the, the, the stock market's kind of addicted to government stimulus in a way of the Fed's buying bonds and supporting the bond market. So if the economy continues to push forward, rates will likely go up. They're just too low. I mean, they're so low yeah. that you can't, and I mean, if, if we looked at that, AGG or BND, two different ETFs that are kind of track the overall bond market of 1.96% in terms of the income yield on those, that's less than inflation. And so it's kind of like working backwards against people. So the, the first part of the retirement planning process is estimating how much income you're going to need. And that is 
you know, it's, it's kind of a work of art. You got to think about, okay, what's going to motivate me? What's going to get me out of bed every day when I, after I've retired, how much is that going to cost? And then where am I drawing my money from? Is it a 401k that has not been taxed? Is it cash that, you know, you don't pay taxes on? Is it tax-free bonds? Is it a Roth IRA, which is totally tax-free? So everybody's tax situation is slightly different. And then you've got to think about inflation, which you want to run on two and a half percent with normal costs and five percent for healthcare costs. And then you've got to assume a conservative rate of return, a very conservative rate of return that says, okay, what if I go through a couple of decades that are really bad? Right. Like if you look at 2007, October of 2007, the top of the stock market before the Great Recession, to 2017. You had a five-year or a 10-year average annual return of a diversified balanced portfolio of about 5.5%. So what if you got that forever? What if you had a disappointing return forever? Do you have enough money to last till your age 100? So you got to kind of run that out at a conservative rate of return with the inflation. Do you have anywhere close to enough? Now, you'll likely get a lot higher return than that in the long run, but what if you don't? So that's that linear cash flow test. And then, you know, based on how you're investing, you can run other tests like the Monte Carlo simulation, which is, okay, let's look at what you actually own for investments. Let's look at the volatility. Let's look at the sequence of return risk and run a thousand different stock market and inflation scenarios and get an actual success rate of your retirement. Like, do you have anywhere near enough? And if you're going into retirement with no withdrawal strategy and a success rate under 85%, well, you better hope you're not going to live past like, you know, 86, which is a normal life expectancy. Well, that's good news. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at epwealth.com or his website will get you there as well at chadburton.com. That's C-H-A-D-B-U-R-T-O-N.com. We're talking about income planning the process, income in retirement and much, much more. Very important conversations. Find him at chadburton.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I'm honored to have CFP Chad Burton with me. He's not been with me a lot this year, in large part not because he's lost his ability to talk financial planning, but because he's been busy with EP Wealth and setting up a a new structure, so to speak. One of the things he does is he meets with clients and they're typically approaching retirement or in retirement. You don't have that many wealthy 30-year-old clients, do you, Chad? Uh, Some, but... Well, I, I mean, we do, but I guess it's probably more overshadowed by the you know 55 to 65-year-old person that's, yeah, kind of in that point of of uh, transitioning from feeding their portfolios to what's the best way to live off of this portfolio and uh, deal with taxes and estate planning, passing it to the kids, charitable gifting, those types of things. So, you know, now at EP Wealth, we do, you know, obviously the financial planning and investing like we always have, but also tax planning, estate planning. We do it all. It's pretty end to end. And uh, it's one of the things you and I liked about what the company had to offer 
Um, today, we're talking a little bit about income and retirement. Um, like you just said, living off your portfolio. Another way of putting it is drawing income to pay your bills so you can live your life. Um, where are we in this? What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I, I think realizing as we got to the end of the segment, I was kind of in the alarming phase, right? Huh? <laughs> it was a little bit. Chad, it's maybe it's a little alarming. bit of a downer. <laughs> Chad, look. Let me tell you what an average person thinks. Um, the, my 401k, I'm going to have to draw out of it at some point in time, and I know I have minimum draws. I'm like, Chad, will, will Vanguard and Fidelity help me do that, or do I have to figure out, do I have to do the math myself? Or do I have a financial planner who sits down and holds my hand through the process? Like, it's pretty intimidating for the average person. Yeah, I had a conversation with a client yesterday, Rob, that retired and they were lucky enough to actually get a Cobra subsidy um, okay. when they when they left the firm. Um, and it was all part of a, the, the firm was purchased and, and everything else. So you typically when people retire and they're after 65, they don't take the Cobra because they're going to get on Medicare Part A and B and have their own supplemental plan. But in their case, Cobra was being paid for for six months. And I'm telling you what, the amount of confusing information was between – okay, you have Medicare A and B, which we had to get her on because nobody was telling her that. And that was, you know, a, a month or two before she retired. But then it was, do you need the supplemental, Medicare supplemental insurance yet? And some places were saying yes, some places were saying no. And so we did the work to say, okay, this is the best supplemental plan for you based on the doctors and the drugs that you take. Um, and so when she goes to sign up for it after being on hold for an hour and a half and going up the chain of command at this place, they're like, no, you don't need it. While you have COBRA, you don't need the supplemental insurance. And it's like, I mean, this was a day and a half of a process that this person was going through just to figure out their health insurance and retirement. They ended up having to postpone a, a procedure that they were having done because of all this was taking too long. Hmm. And she's like, how can people retire without help? It's, it's, very difficult. I mean, if you look at the formula for how Social Security is taxed, we have capital gains and dividends are taxed one way, 401ks are taxed a different way, Roths are not taxed at all. Um, you have Roth IRAs don't have minimum required distributions, but Roth 401ks do. I mean, it is complicated stuff. So you can really, really save, 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 and just invest and make sure you're, you know, between you and your employer, you're 15 to 20% of pay and you can save a lot of money and get really, really close to retirement. But then once you retire, it's, there's a lot of tax planning and just different things you got to navigate to figure out what's the best way to make the money last. I saw that she had some really pretty charts, um, slides that she sent over to me to prep for today's show. Um, is that something you give to clients or is that just something you gave to me as a, a way of catching me up to speed? Uh, yeah, so what I'm is this is a new uh, webinar that we're working on. Um, it's just the you know the basics of retirement income planning. Um, so you and I need to get together and probably launch one of these soon because man, it's been a long time since we've done one for for listeners. It's um, been a long time. Yeah, Chad. COVID, out, COVID it, is it, sucking. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, it's been quite an interesting time uh, to say the least. One of the slides so, I'm looking at right now talks about the process and step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, which I love mm -hmm. slides like that. It works for me. Um, number one is estimate how much income you'll need. 
is that a fair process? Because I think sometimes we underestimate, like we forget roofs. Roofs collapse or not, they don't collapse, excuse me. Roofs need to be replaced, cars need to be replaced. How easy is that to uh, not lie to yourself about how much income you'll actually need? Well, it's it's really easy. The other thing too is it's also very, it's not a linear situation, right? Right. Um, if you just kind of Google the term smiley face retirement expenses and what happens is when you first retire, you spend a lot more. We've talked about this a lot over the years because mm-hmm. you're doing the honeydew list or the bucket list and then you get into your later 70s and you're not traveling as much, you're not eating out as much, but, but then all of a sudden your healthcare costs start going up. So then all of a sudden your costs are skyrocketing again later in life. So it is, it's, it's a process. I mean, a lot of times when we can gauge, okay, yeah, you definitely have enough to retire and here's how much you can safely spend. And then we have to work backwards into a budget. And I've been, been in situations where it's taken three or four years to kind of really nail down the expenses. Um, because a lot of people, especially if they have assets, they don't track their expenses on a weekly basis and itemize everything and, and know exactly. They just know that I'm saving a lot. I've still got money left over in my bank account and and they know they're lucky. They know they're blessed. So they don't track every single dollar that they have. Um, So so for some clients, that's kind of the longest homework project is the expenses. But the other thing that you have to do is, is once you figure out here's my living expenses and this is a mortgage, do I pay it off or not? Um, Here's my hobbies, my gifts to family and charities. Well, then you have to, before you can kind of move forward on your projections, we have to do some sort of income planning to determine which accounts you're going to be drawing from because that determines how much taxes you're going to pay each year. And that goes all into that estimating how much income you're going to need. And then we, we have a section in our financial plan and our personal financial planning site that clients have where they can see, okay, these are the random expenses. These are the future expenses that occur. Maybe it's every seven years for a new car. Maybe it's the college costs. Maybe it's the RV you want to buy. Maybe it's a second home goal that you have, a remodel every so often. Those things that aren't every single year, but they have to be projected into the plan. And so that's the other major factors. And then you got to add inflation. You have to be very realistic about inflation. And inflation, it could be on things like having your pool cleaned or it could be healthcare costs. It could be cable TV services. Um, it's not just a big word that isn't tangible. It's things that we use in our life. And uh, that's an easy one to overlook. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's also different for retired people. They're actually trying to create a new index that's specific for retired people so they can make better adjustments to things like Social Security. Who's trying to Because when you're retired, you have a much different inflation rate than when you have a family of four and you're buying more food and two people are driving to work all the time, right? Right. Driving to work seems like something that happened a long time ago too, Chad. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I do like to unplug my car and drive to work now. and I don't miss stopping with my daily driver, that's for sure. Yep. So you liking the Tesla, all things considered, if you were to give a review? I, I do. I, I I love driving it. I think I think uh, you've had issues, more issues than I have. I've I've, I've been pretty lucky on it. The last software update was a little bit odd, though. Yeah, I was char- like, I'm, I'm sitting at a stop sign, and all of a sudden my suspension would raise up randomly, or the thing, the park assist is not available as I'm driving down the road. I'm like, what is happening here? 
Is this thing going to suddenly park itself on the side of the street? I don't know. You know what's neat about that? that you, just, great. you just brought up software updates, and uh, that's big business. And companies like Ford and GM, they're looking at Tesla and saying, thank you for inventing this business model because we can do that too. And um, for like a trucking company who has to deliver packages on time, it's it's big business. But anyway, um, let's get back to income retirement. So off of Tesla reviews. So <laughs> right. Where yeah, should we so go at this the, point? The, well, then it's, you know, you, you've got, so here's a list of all your expenses, including your healthcare costs and your taxes. How much are you going to get from Social Security pensions or maybe some dependable real estate? And, you know, you got to make up the difference with your portfolio. So what is that gap? What's the difference between your expenses and your automatic income? And that's how much you're pulling from your portfolio each year. Which accounts are you going to draw that from? Are you going to draw some from your IRA and some from your taxable account, some from your cash to keep your taxes low? Are you going to draw it all from your taxable account and do small IRA to Roth conversions? You've got to identify that gap in the overall long-term strategy, and that'll help you identify how much cash you need in each type of account. So if, if I've got a client, for example, Rob, that's, that's pulling a hundred grand a year out of their their accounts, 50 of it's coming out of their IRA and 50 of it's coming out of their taxable accounts, their normal you know, brokerage account, mm-hmm. then each account is going to have 150 or three years times the portfolio draw in cash, safe money somewhere. So for example, if you have an IRA or 401k, you can do stable value. You can do CDs, you know, six month CDs, for example. Yeah. Um, so you, you can still do that in the retirement accounts. So there's, again, it's another round of tax planning to say, how am I going to draw from this? And then, okay, how much cash do I need? And then with the rest of the assets, how should I invest? How much of the, the non-cash assets, the stuff that needs to be in stocks and bonds and, and uh, commodities and real estate, what, what's my overall allocation so that I can sleep at night but still achieve my goals? New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. If you want to make an appointment, you can find him online at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Final segment of the cast you can find me online at Rob Black Show. Chad's only been on with me a couple times now this year. Our chemistry and our timing's a little bit off, but CFP Chad Burton is one of the best and brightest financial planners I've ever run into, if not the best and brightest. He can normalize it. He can explain it to you, and he can kind of scare you because it's a lot of knowledge inside that brain. You can find him at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. In the final few minutes, Chad, is there any topics you want to hit on retirement issues that we need to know? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think that what's interesting is, you know, we've seen the economy recovering, uh, the, the jobless claims today, um, you know, a li- little less than expected, obviously, which is on one hand, you know, hey, the Fed's going to be around buying bonds for a little bit longer, right? But the unemployment rate went down. I, it, the, there's there's a lot of people that left the job force or are leaving the job force, Rob, because the workforce, because let's face it. I mean, 401ks are at all time highs here for a lot of people. And so they're like, um, you know, I'm not really willing to go back into the office and work. I've got enough. I'm going to call it quits. I'm going to retire. 
And my fear is that a lot of people are retiring and they're invested too aggressively, so they're going to face market risk or, um, you know, they're, they've got a bunch allocated to bonds. They don't realize interest rate risk. Um, there's a lot of changing in geopolitical issues. And, hey, is the U.S. going to be the, the, the global currency reserve in the long run because of what's China, what China is doing? And then there's always sequence of return risk. So I saw this a, a couple of different times in 98, 99 and then 2006 and seven, and people retired and then they got busy and they didn't really change their portfolio makeup, create the three years worth of portfolio draws and cash that we talked about and kind of rebalance their portfolio. And then the correction occurs and they wish they would have. And corrections are fine. I mean, they're, they're so healthy for the economy to shake out speculation, to shake out froth and, you know, longer term problems. That's why we get those corrections every five to seven years. But it's an interesting time because this is, the, I think, one of the longest periods that we've had a run-up in the stock market without even a 5% correction since basically, what, April of last year? Speaking <laughs> so, to your point, I've got a friend who might be going through a divorce because his wife, they just sold a house and 401k is doing well. And she's got mm -hmm. a friend that, that's a lot of money. So she's getting bad advice from a poisonous friend. And uh, I think they're about to ruin their retirement. You draw on it and, and pay taxes and penalties and do something else with the money to, to buy one another out? or You get out of the house. You go get an apartment. Um, there's just a lot of spend that wasn't there a year ago. And uh, they were barely getting by. Now they're, I think, behind the curve. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Um, and there's a lot of issues too, and people plan for divorce and how stuff like the 401k is going to be split with a quadro. And should you, if once you've negotiated that amount, should you raise the cash now so that it's ready to go? Um, boy, there's a lot of planning that comes into play when it comes to divorce planning, how you split a 401k. So yeah, they've definitely got some work cut out there. All these risks can be handled. You got market risk, you got interest rate risk. If interest rates go up, bonds can fall in value. Um, you want foreign exposure in your, in your portfolio. I mean, we've seen really good returns in Europe, not so great in emerging markets, which is really opposite of what most experts were saying at the beginning of the year. But you had the Delta variant in China really hammering on emerging market returns. And that's that geopolitical risk. If you look over 20, 30 year periods, having foreign exposure in your portfolio has paid off big time. Not maybe over the last seven to 10, but longer periods it has. And then you've got sequence of return risk, and that can be handled with Monte Carlo simulations and, and proper diversification so that you have a plan when you have stock market corrections. They will come. And if you have a plan in place that has cash, dividends, and interest to live off of while the market's recovering and you're not going to be forced to sell, you'll be very, very, very happy in the long run. But there, there is, you know, once you have that three years worth of cash set aside, Rob, or not, not cash, not expenses, but portfolio draws, so that, that difference, right, between your expenses and what Social Security and pensions are going to give you. Um, there, there's a kind of a diminishing extra return for extra risk that occurs, especially once you get over about 75% equity exposure. Okay. Yeah, your long-term returns can be a bit higher, but the declines and the, the length of the recovery, um, it just doesn't pay off. You get what I'm saying? You can get a little bit extra return, but then it, it starts to be diminishing. So people that invest, you know, unless they're super, super wealthy beyond 70, 75% exposure into equities, um, those downturns are going to be much more painful and long lasting. And so you've got to get that right mix in the portfolio so you can kind of manage the 
market risk, interest rate risk, geopolitical risks, and, and the sequence of stock market return risk. We've got about two minutes left. Anything else you want to highlight, or should I just push chadburton.com for the next minute 45? Well, the one thing that is really not good radio, but something that I want business owners and you know, S-Corps, LLCs to talk to their CPA about right now is that AB 150 that was passed. Okay. And what that does is it's, a, it's basically a SALT limitation workaround. So that 2017, that tax act made it so people in Oregon and, and California could not deduct more than $10,000 of state and local taxes on their federal return. But there's a workaround for that for business owners. And so talk to your CPA to see if there's anything you do before the end of the year to pay those taxes through your corporation. C-Corps don't work, Rob, so just so people know. But Oregon's passed one, California's passed one, and there, there is a workaround that's, that's there. So make sure you talk to your CPAs about it. Sounds good. And once again, you can find Chad. He has a podcast. It's a pretty smart podcast. It takes a lot of attention to focus on. You can find it, New Focus on Wealth with CFP Chad Burton. Just go to your phone. If it's a Google phone, if it's an Apple phone, there's probably a button that says podcast. You'll find it. Or you can go to his website, chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. 30 seconds, Chad. I'll let you close out the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Let's see. That's a lot of pressure, Rob. <laughs> we'll just have to do another one so I can be prepared for closing out the show with you. Let's do it so in let's the do near more. future. Let's get back at it. Yeah, yeah. Next time we'll do it on FaceTime or something, and uh, we'll have a nice video of it. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at epwealth.com or chadburton.com. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 